I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Limit, episode of the Half Hour Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host Peter, and I'm joined by Donny and Tom. How are you doing, Donny? I'm fine, thank you. How are you doing, Tom? I'm good, Peter. How are you? Not too bad. Right, before we get into the nuts and bolts of the podcast, I'll go through the usual housekeeping. Uh, FFS Royal Rumble, I haven't updated it yet. I haven't got out yet. I'm busy. I will get that up tonight before the next game week kicks off. So you'll see where you lie before the next game week. And in our own league top three, there has been one bit of change. Melvin storms to the top. He's now at top of 1935 overall. Scott Payne France is down to second. And Brendan Goodstake, salesman, is down to third. So we'll go through our own points and rank, and then we'll go through the results. So we'll do it for bot the top, let's do So, Donny, you go first. Yep, I'm a bit of a car crash at the moment. So I had 48 points this game week. Uh, I took a minus four, so I ended up on 44. So starting at the back, Wickens one, Captain Tav 12, Sterling one, Beck two, McGrath two, Boyle two, Miller six, Riley three, Shankland one, Desser 16, uh, Miofsky two. So it's been a while since I last did this. I was 379th. Uh, I had gone as low as 500, and I'm currently settled on 291. So nowhere near where I'd want to be, but still decent enough, I guess, given the amount of players in the game. And I am next, so I had 60 points this week. So, Butler 7, Brown off the bench for 1, Tavernier 12, Beck 2, McGrath 2, Vice Captain Boyle 2, Miller 6, Armstrong 7, O'Reilly 3, Rioski 2, and Dessers 16. Could be more if I'd kept my Vice Captain on Dessers, but I moved, but there we go. Right, Tom, you're flying high, your scoring rank. Um, up to well, I dropped down this week. Um, I'm 35th. Uh, this game week I got a total of 41 points. I had Wickens in goals for one. Yilmaz got me seven. Captain Tav got me 12. Cochrane one. Devlin one. In midfield I had McGrath for two. O'Reilly for three. And Luke McCowan got me nine. Um, up front Bear got me two. Shanklin got me one. And Vice Miofsky got two. Okay. So. I'll go through the scores and then Tom will come to you for some stats on each game. So on the Saturday kickoffs with St Mirren 2, St Johnson 0, Ross County D, Alliston 2, Rangers 5, Hearts 0, Kilmarnock 2, Aberdeen 0, Hibernian 2, Dundee 1, and Sunday game with Motherwell 1, Celtic 3. So over to you, Tom. Okay, um, first fixture we've got Hibs 2, Dundee 1. Um, for Hibs, it was Venti that scored a penalty which was won by Marcondes, and the second goal was Malida, um, with an assist from Venti. For Dundee, it was McCowan uh, that scored. Obviously, Venti's obvious standout in this game with his goal and assist. Uh, he had three shots on target. He faces Hearts next, um, but then Ross County, and then a double of Ross County and Livingston again. So, 
Trent is perhaps a striker to keep an eye on. Um, Macondes, uh, midfielder, still 4.2. We mentioned him last week. He won the penalty and scored a goal last game week, so he's one to keep an eye on. And then Maulida as well, 4.2 million striker, scored this week. Um, I think he assisted last game week. So another another striker to keep an eye on for the time being. I think probably cool off on Hibs just now since they're playing Hearts and then see who the standouts are um, in that fixture. Perhaps that'll sort of shape our decisions going in towards the, the double. Um, for Dundee, I think the only consistent players, Luke McCowan just now, uh, his last six scores have been 3-8-2-9-3-9. Um, they face Celtic next and then Kilmarnock before a double of Aberdeen and Rangers. Um, I'm not particularly taking on the Dundee defence just now. I feel like even Beck has kind of went a bit quiet just now. Um, so probably McCowan's the only Dundee player I'd be considering just now. Um, come to you first on this one, Donny. Anything to add there? Uh, not particularly. I mean, a good win for Hibs. Uh, they've been struggling for form lately. But uh, I think me and Peter had the same train of thoughts going into this game that uh, Martin Boyle, uh, ideal replacement for Cantwell, his price has dipped to, I think it was $3.9 million. Um, seemed like a good shout. Peter gave him the vice-captaincy only for uh, Vente to be on pens. So that was a bit gutting because that probably is one of the main attractions with Boyle is that whilst he was on penalties, he always offered a threat. So we've got him in the team. There's a double ahead, so I imagine uh, we're both going to hold on to him. Dundee, they're a mixed bag. You get goals, but they also concede. So you're right enough what you say about Beck. Um, you know, is he worth having? I mean, if you've got him, hold on, because there's probably not much better value out there. But I wouldn't certainly go looking for him like we did in the first half of the season. Uh, Fixture-wise, as I say, Dundee have got Celtic and Rangers um, in their next bank of games. Hibs, once they get past Hearts, they do play Ross County twice, which I guess is appealing. So they're a mixed bag, Hibs. As I say, Boyle was the move. Venti certainly uh, got the headlines that uh, this new guy, uh, Molida, or whatever he's called, he might be one to watch as well. So I wouldn't write them off altogether. I think that double they've got is, is quite a good one where you would you would want to target some Hibs players. But uh, a good win. Then. Peter, your thoughts? Pretty much the exact same, yep. If I didn't have Beck, I wouldn't be going for him, but I've got him, and they do a double. And I know they play Celtic Rangers, so it's a kind of dispense trick I'll be using that. McGowan's the one who, I think people, a lot of people went for him in the first double a couple weeks back, and they've held on to him, and he's done really well with turns. My train of thought, same as, uh, same as Donny, Boyle's 3.9 million, you're thinking, good, he's on penalties, get him in a team, nice double coming up, then to find out he's not on penalties, a bit disheartening, but it does bring Venti to the front now because of that double and the team games he's got, so... I will give him another game week of the obviously Edinburgh Derby and see how that looks. And if he's looking sharp and playing 90 minutes, then I think he's an easy move on to bring in. For maybe the likes of Mioski, whose form's tipped off, but we'll more on that later. And Boyle will just hold because I've seen this many times, he can probably pop up against any team. Disappointed he's not on penalties, but I've got him in now, so he will keep holding to after the double game week. Mm-hmm. Um, next fixture then we have Kilmarnock 2, Aberdeen 0 uh, for Kilmarnock it was Ndaba that scored the first with an assist from Armstrong and then Matty Kennedy got the second with an assist from Vassell, not looking good for Aberdeen, uh, not even getting a new manager bounce, even Miofsky's struggling 
Um, he only had a single shot in this game, which was blocked. Um, it's, it's a bit of a hard to justify holding him just now, um, given how other uh, strikers are, are performing better than him. Uh, the one caveat is Aberdeen do face St. Johnston at home this next game week, so surely there's got to be some goals in there. Um, the double game week too does make um, perhaps makes one managers to kind of keep a hold of him for the for the time being. I'm not too sure. Uh, I'll probably hold him for this game week and uh, take it from there. In terms of Kilmarnock, Armstrong um, back on my watch list. Um, he's on a um, he's got a good run of fixtures after the next game week, um, right up until the split. Uh, the downside is they're probably likely to be in the top half of the table. Um, the problem with Kilmarnock, though, is um, there's not really been any sort of consistency within the team. Um, obviously, it was Matty Kennedy that hauled this week, where he's three shots on target, and then there'll probably be someone else next week. Armstrong's probably the only consideration for me. Um, Defensive-wise, they're not really cl- keeping clean sheets either, so uh, they'll be in a void for the, for the time being. I'll come to you first this time. Peter, what's your thoughts on this fixture? Well, first of all, Fred Aberdeen is your man. What's his name again? What's the manager's name? Warnock. 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 He's yeah. only doing it part time, three days a week. Kind of style. So I don't know if that's again. Whether that's true or not, it's a different story. But that could probably impact how the players are playing and maybe how they're looking on the pitch. They've got a double coming up. So I'm kind of loath to look ready, MD. And you said, Tom, they've got uh, Johnson next at home. So if you've got Wioski, I feel you're looking at it going, it'd be silly to move him out in this fixture. So. I think it's one more roll of the dice. With Kilmarnock, I think we're all sleeping on Matty Kennedy. The only thing with Matty Kennedy is most people think Danny Armstrong, and I think we missed this last week, Tom, maybe you've done it as well. Don, we don't feel like doing a double up in Kilmarnock midfield. It's a bit weird. Mm-hmm. So by having Armstrong, he doesn't want to go at Kennedy. If it's a clean slate, I'd probably like to have Kennedy in. He's really attacking. He looks really good. And I think we all at one point had him dab at the start of the season. But he's injured, mm-hmm. a couple of injuries in the team, and he's really, really cheap. If he can stay fit, and with that run coming up that you mentioned, Tom, it'd be a, a nice way to be able to let some other players on your team. But the only thing that you mentioned again is they do probably finish the top six, but that's a weeks down the line. I mean, you could easily, if they're playing well, the Rangers next, you could maybe avoid this week. But I would steam into them, and then you could come off them after the, the split. And even if they're fighting for Europe, but you may need to come off them because the defence was very well finished the top six out with also maybe Celtic Rangers. That's about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And Donny? Yeah, so my love for Aberdeen is, is no secret. But I think I've even given them an easy ride this season and, and you know put too much faith in that squad. Um you know, it's not even a surprise result uh, when you think about it. Kelly have certainly been the form team this season in Aberdeen. Are just a disaster. The fact that Warlock's come in and he's not won a game yet outside of the cup um, tells you everything you need to know. Um, for Kelly, yeah, the names you mentioned, Daba Armstrong, um, probably looking to have at least one of those in your team. Aberdeen, they do have that fixture tonight. If, if it was any other team, I would be getting off Miofsky, um, potentially even with the double uh, on the horizon. But, you know, it's... It's one where you think he's he's due, so you, you hold the face. I think if Aberdeen finish in the bottom six, that might be good for them. But I remember the last time they were bottom six, they just switched off. Like them and Hibs were bottom six, and, and neither team really did anything um, to offer value. So we'll just have to wait and see. But a, a good win for Kelly. 
Um, they've obviously got uh, the league leaders tonight, no tomorrow. Um, so we'll see how they fare there. Um, and then a good run of games thereafter. So um, just the usual names, I guess, we have to look out for them. Next fixture then, we have Rangers 5, Hearts 0. Uh, Diomande scored with an assist from Cortez. Then Cortez scored himself with an assist from Tom Lawrence. Then it was Dessers with an assist from Stuart. Dessers again. And then to round things off, it was Silva with an assist from Lundstrom. Um, typical Hearts defence line down to Rangers in this fixture. Um, Shanklin did hit, <laughs> Shanklin did hit the, the woodwork. Um, so they did come close to, to losing the clean sheet. Um, you could argue that but perhaps could be intentional. Um, my yield man's shout over shooter pick does continue to haunt me. Um, quite assured. Uh, shooter has been been the most attacking out of the um, the pair um, chipping in with assists here and there um, Dessers, three shots on target two goals, kind of hard to ignore him just now, uh, the only downside really is obviously the Europa League will be back up and running soon um, a lot of uh, fixture congestion coming up for Rangers, so rotation might be a risk, um, we don't get any team lineup this week and I think running up to the split we only get the Rangers lineup every second game week um, after that so 29, 31, and then 33. So not assured of um, information every week as well does raise a little bit of a concern, but Rangers are playing well and he's probably the most likely source of goals. Um, in terms of players after that, uh, Cortez had a good game with a goal and an assist. I'm not getting too excited. As, as that was his first goal and first assist so far. Um, so as it stands for me, it's probably... Um, Captain Tavernier, Suter and Dessers are probably the, the three um, Rangers players to have in my opinion but I'd be interested to, to hear what you guys have, have got to say on that one um, I'll come to you first this time Donny, what's your thoughts? So it was, going into the game it was the, the two most informed teams in the league Hearts had taken 28 points out of 30 and I think Rangers were 27 points out of 30 so 5-0 was uh, a, a phenomenal result and as a Rangers fan I think it's been coming uh, for some time now that a team were going to get battered. Uh, I'm just surprised it was Hearts because you know, they have been pretty decent. Uh, anyone who's watched the game or seen the highlights, it was 5-0 going on 10 and Rangers were never in trouble. Um, and to score as early as the second minute just to call the steam out of Hearts. Uh, what is pleasing is that all the, the January signings have now got on the goal sheets. Um, so that's good. And I think as far as the midfield goes, it's you know you could pick any one of those midfielders and, and they're going to come up good. So um, take from that what you will. Dessers, I know, is a talking point every week, uh, but he's hot. He's scoring goals. Uh, you know you don't want to miss out on that. If he is rotated, then so be it. We'll all miss out together. I guess is the way to look at it. But for me, he's um, his first pick um, for as long as he keeps scoring. So. Um, that would be my train of thought. The defence uh, harkens back to the 55 season when uh, you were getting clean sheets week in, week out. So whether it's Suter, Goldson, Butland, I think any of those combinations will suit you well. Um, Suter's assist for the third goal. Oh, what a cross, by the way. Um, looking forward to seeing some more of that. Uh, for Hearts, you just have to write this game off. As I say, the 
28 points out of 30 going into this game. Um, they've got Hibs next, which you know they generally play well um, in the derby, and then Celtic. Um, I'm sure they'll they'll get a clean sheet there too. So, uh, no reason to move off of Shankland. Um, I don't have any Hearts defense just because I needed to free up budget, but it has been pretty good over the course of the season. Um, and I know Forrest has been playing pretty well as well. So great win for Rangers. Good mixed bag of goal scorers. I mean the fact that Tavernier never got close um, with goals or assists and we won 5-0 I guess is another pleasing thing so yeah, top of the league, riding high no complaints Yeah, Is that saved up for a fortnight right, <laughs> this way, I'm, I'm sorry because I don't know, I've only saw quick highlights so I really wouldn't add much more to the, the game wise, this way I asked only a couple of questions why I've got the Rangers situation is that certain yeah. now the guaranteed other centre back you think? Probably not, uh, no. he, he... I think the Kilmarnock game, yes, because Balogun's got this facial injury and he's wearing a mask, so he won't get back straight away. But once the European fixtures come round, I think you could see rotation. But it's his to lose, um, I would say. Right, and I've also got the Rangers double up at the back, Tavernier button, which is turning well. And the only concern is that I mentioned on a text, like the Monday's 4, 4.3 million or something, yeah. right? And Catwell's out. Is he playing quite attacking or is he? That really, I guess, is deceptive because yes, he scored twice in two weeks. Um, he, he's played out. I wouldn't say it's the number ten role that Cantwell had, but because the the way they attack, One back, just picked right. up the loose ball and it was you know two shots, left foot and right foot, and and they both went in. So I doubt you'll get that every week. Okay. Um, but he he will be a regular pick. Um, he's just probably scored two goals. You might not see another two goals for the rest of the season. But. Right, okay. I agree with uh, Dessa's point. Obviously, he's played well. He's in fire. I, I know my own rule at the weekend. You should be ca- face captain, yeah. your striker at home. Same here. And because it's Dessa's, I mean, he's not guaranteed and he's a bit hot and cold. And I left it where I should stayed on it. And one other thing I, uh, I would bring up for him to think about it is they're making a lot of early subs in midfield. So, you know, you yeah. keep the squad fresh. So, you do run the risk of, like, example, there's McClosland came off 56 minutes. So, he did nothing there. And then, Demondi's off 10 minutes later, so... you do. Yeah, I took in Sterling this week for, for very similar reasons. Okay, he's a defender in the game, but he is playing in midfield, so I thought I'd try a, a sneaky one and put him in my team, but he got hooked after 56 minutes, yep. so of course you don't get any of the points. That's the only thing I'd, I'd air caution on people thinking they get a cheeky midfielder in there, and especially with Europe starting again and more rotation. But Definitely. apart from that, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not mm-hmm. on Hearts, because Hearts were rotten. <laughs> Um, next fixture, uh, Ross County 3, Livingston 2. Uh, for Ross County, it was Brophy that scored a brace, both as goals assisted by Simon Murray, and then Sims scored at the end with an assist from Jordan White. For Livingston, it was Bruce Anderson that got a brace. Uh, one goal was assisted by Yegi. Um, Brophy, three shots on target and hit the woodwork, so it could have been a hat-trick for him. Um, him and Simon Murray are linking up well. Uh, Murray scored the goal against Rangers the other week um, with Brophy assistance, so um, they're probably the only two players I would consider. Uh, Defensive-wise, they've, they've been poor, and James Brown has went awfully quiet recently as well. Um, Ross County's fixtures aren't too bad. They've got St Mirren, Hibs, and then a double game week of Hibs and Hearts. Uh, both fixtures are at home, so... You could argue if they continue this kind of attacking form, then Brophy or even Simon Murray might be a, a consideration again. Um, in terms of Livingston, 
Bruce Anderson brace. He kind of pops up every now and again with a haul, but for five million, um, he's not one I'd be willing to bet on, particularly with Livingston's general form. Um, Livingston are probably a team that I would avoid um, until things, if things change or turn around, then perhaps a consideration, but complete avoid for me. Peter, what's your thoughts on this game? A good one for Ross County. They looked really attacking, but it's funny, it's probably two bums fighting in the street, two worst teams in the league, probably. Livingston, Anderson, I don't see you just going in. And I, <laughs> I don't really... It says every, every so often they'll do this, but I don't think there's any legs there and they're terrible. Maybe want to, maybe want to keep in the back of the head in case in the bottom six and they're fighting their hand in his guaranteed game. I say that same with Ross County. I don't really... They've got a double. They're at home, fair enough. Both of Mario came alive, but I just don't trust them. If this, if they start turning out results like this more often and in the bottom six, then maybe I make a steam point one of these strikers. Brown, you mentioned, lost his place this week, so I just kept him all the way through because he's got a double and now he's been dropped. We've all seen team news tonight, so I don't know if it's a one-off. If he stays, then I'll keep a hold of him. And if he's out of the team for good, then I've all got shot him. Because I did, I did know after that transfer window, they do have three fit right-backs now, so... Rotation could be risking. I'd rather just go somewhere else, like an Indaba or a Divine Motherwell, some other sheep strike um, defender to come in in their place. But if I had nothing to add, I'd, I think we've seen it pretty much every game week. We don't go there <laughs> pretty much. Yep. Donnie, anything to add there? No, not really. The, the two don't go there teams meeting head to head, and surprise, surprise, there's, there's no real standouts. Um, even with the double. You know, to pin your hopes on Ross County is, is a big ask. And I'm sure there'll be other better fixtures around um, come that game week. Uh, and Livingston, they probably needed to win that one to give themselves any chance. Uh, they didn't. Uh, so again, they're they're deep in trouble now. So, I mean, a good win for Ross County, but for fantasy players, there's, there's nothing there of any value. No. Um, another fixture then, St Mirren 2, St Johnston 0. Um, first goal was a meet of own goal, um, and then Mandron got the second. Uh, Mandron also hit the woodwork, so could have been a couple of goals there. Um, been on decent form. His last four scores are nine, nine, nothing, and then thirteen. Um, nice fixtures coming up as well. Ross County next, and then Aberdeen. Um, so perhaps another striker to put on the watch list there, or maybe even get him in. Um, he's probably the only Saint Mirren player I'd consider at this point. Um, it could also be particularly good if St Mirren finish in the bottom half as well. But as it stands, they're, they're eight points clear of Hibs, who are in seventh place. So um, maybe not one to bank on that. Um, for St Johnston, still in a void for me. Um, wouldn't be going there. Other than that, probably not a lot to, re- to report in this fixture. Donny, come to you first this time. Yeah, St Mirren, that's three wins out of four now, but... It still doesn't really excite you. There's nothing there that really pings out other than Mandron, which you know, he's up against some big names that are kind of scoring goals at the moment. So do you take that risk? St. Johnson, just a clean avoid. They're not going to score. They're not going to get too many clean sheets. Fixtures aren't great. So that's a stay away from me. But St. Menon just silently ticking along every week, kind of getting overlooked. Um, for no real reason other than they're just not that glamorous a team but a, a good win so yeah can't say more than that Peter anything to add to that one? No not much St Johnson's a complete avoid I've seen a lot of the St Johnson fan accounts and they've started kind of 
slightly turn on uh, Levine's tactics. I think there was a, a heat graph online that showed it was like the old, remember the 6 4 0 against Scotland, the Scotland game? It was like, that's how he was oh, playing. Uh, he was very, very defensive, obviously trying to catch the break. Vandron's went under the radar. Yeah, we've mentioned a few times in the squad. I did see him in a few teams at the top 20-30, so some people have made the move and it's paid off for them. Uh, I just, as you've said before, there's other strikers there who have been doing better and maybe longer and that's affected your judgment. And again, it is, don't I say, they're kind of un, unsexy team to pick from someone. And for us, quite a while, I think there's a scoring for all over the pitch. There's a lot of different, so you couldn't really pin it on somebody until Mandron's appeared. So if you went there, well done. If you held Tans at the back, again, well done. Or one of the keepers, but I really don't know much to add. I think they'll take away nicely, like Donnie said. If you, I think some of the assets are quite expensive. That's the reason as well. They're quite the same price as a lot of other teams. So you're kind of not looking for the cheap enablers, special midfield. So for me, it's a pass for now, but I'll keep Mander on it. If he, get, he gets more guaranteed game time and he's on hot from like that, it's going to be hard to ignore him any longer. Mm-hmm. Um, that brings us to our final fixture then. Motherwell 1, Celtic 3. Um, for Motherwell, it was Spittle that scored with an assist from Miller. For Celtic, Ida got a brace with assists from Greg Taylor and uh, Johnston. And then the third goal was scored, scored by Palmer with an assist from Yang. Uh, Kyogo was took off at half-time. Um, I think he's got to be in a void for now, which is good because it's handy to have a, a, a striker out of the equation for the time being. Uh, I'm starting to consider either though as a potential um, Celtic option. Uh, Celtic do are at home to Dundee next, so could be potentially some some goals there. Particularly now that they're um, behind Rangers in terms of points, they'll need to um, come up attacking for that one. Um, in terms of other Celtic assets, um, Johnston um, looking decent. Five key passes. Uh, he created two big chances. His form over the last six is decent. With uh, He's got two, six, 15, two, three, and seven. So not bad there, particularly if Selly can maybe start to keep a few clean sheets now that it looks like uh, Carter Vickers is going to be back um, imminently. Um, other Selly players to consider. O'Reilly, he could be uh, moved out, potentially, of my team. He's not scored higher than four points since game week 22. Um, however, as mentioned previously, Dundee at home next. You've got to give him a chance. Um, and obviously, more other fires to put out in the team for the time being. Um, Bernardo, for example, for me. Um, Motherwell, obviously, hard to judge in a fixture like this. Bear has been decent. Um, and then Spittle is coming back into to form as well. Um, he's been getting a few goals and assists recently. So, um, a midfielder to consider going forward. Livingston away is the next fixture, but then uh, Rangers, Aberdeen after that. Well, Aberdeen's form hasn't been great either, so um, Spittle's definitely on the radar for the time being. Um, I'll come to you first this time, Peter. What's your thoughts on this game? Did you watch it? I did, I through painful. The first half was a painful watch. Second half, I played much better, so it was decent then. Uh, Spittle show, I like Spittle, but I also like uh, Miller, who I think has grown it. He looks even more better than I see him play live. He's so cheap. Again, I wouldn't double up, so I'll just stick with my losses as an enabler. Obviously, I got off the bench this week with an assist, so I'll take that. The Celtic situation with Furuhashi, I believe Roger actually came out and said that he was struggling to get in the game with these blocks, so that's why I went Ida instead. So I don't see Ida getting dropped after coming on scoring two goals, so if anyone wants to take a cheeky point this week, 
I think he'll go there. I am different to you. I wouldn't go Celtic defence. I, I just don't think they, they can if they keep clean sheets. I know Catervacker's back, but until I see a, a runner, two or three games, then go there. Otherwise, I wouldn't. And personally, I'd like to see Liam Scales kicked into the moon because I just don't want to watch him play football, man. Oh, my God. Uh, the midfielders, you can really only rely probably on McGregor to tick along. Or you said Riley's been quite quiet, so he's on the chopping block. And don't go for the wingers because the wingers will get rotated something awful because nobody's grabbing a position for themselves. So if you're looking at it there, I'm, I'm, I'm not really selling it to you fantasy-wise. It would just be either as a punt and I would hold Riley for this game. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But apart from that, I haven't gone really anywhere now. I think there's value elsewhere until you see improvement in, in the, the back line at least. Yep. Donnie, anything to add there? I mean, a routine win for Celtic. I'm sure you guys weren't worried at any point whatsoever. <laughs> we never uh, <laughs> I I was so confident I stuck 20 quid on Celtic to win at half time. So that was 56 quid back. There was never a doubt um, that we were going to win that game. Um, but had the draw and our loss, then that's £20 well spent in my eyes. Um, anyway, yeah, no, Celtic are on a run. You know, losing the first goal, I've seen it over the years with Rangers it, it eventually comes back to haunt you your rock will run out but it's four games in a row now that Celtic have failed to keep a clean sheet so whilst the fullbacks are contributing uh, from an attacking point of view uh, the defensive uh, returns are not so good and you've got Dundee who are pretty free scoring Hearts that are pretty free scoring uh, before St Johnston um, I would probably just stay away there is a question on O'Reilly so I'll just stay clear of that one Spittle, Miller, yeah. If you've got Spittle, keep him. If you've got Miller, keep him. It's you're not gonna double up um on the Motherwell midfield. Um I've got Miller, uh, similar to Peter, he's just so cheap. Uh he was coming back from injury. I think that was his first start. Um so we should see more of him between now and the end of the season. Ida is the my next move. Uh, whether I do it tonight or I'll wait to the weekend, um I'll just see how I feel. But that is you know, he is scoring, and as bad as Celtic have been, uh, everything's been through him. He's on penalties uh, also, so it ticks all the boxes there. So whilst the form might not be good, um, the returns will be there. But um, I probably was a bit gutted that they, they snatched it at the end, but you just got to expect it. I'm sure the Dundee Hearts will prove stiffer opponents in the next couple of game weeks. Time will tell. Mm-hmm. Um, and just uh uh, round things off we have the top 10 
Um, coming in at number one, Brophy with 16 points, uh, obviously a forward. Dessers, 16 points, another forward. Venti, another forward with 14. Ida, another forward with 14. And Daba, the Kilmarnock defender, comes in with 13 points. Mandron that we've mentioned, 13 points, another forward there. Bruce Anderson, 13 points, forward at Livingston. Matty Kennedy, the Kilmarnock player that we like the look of, uh, comes in with 12. And Suter uh, with 10, the only de- oh, sorry, the only one of two defenders. Um, if we look at the numbers, no goalkeepers, um, two defenders, one midfielder and seven forwards. So a bit skewed this week. Um, forwards, obviously the top scorers. Anything that stands out there? Not for me. Again, if you get the vice captaincy right, you can you can double up. I've missed out, but most of those names certainly not been on my radar. Um, it's just one of those game weeks. Yep, with a couple of them. Yeah. Like Donny said, there's a few, a few braces this week, so if you manage to catch a brace with a vice captain, you've done really well going forward. Okay. Right, Donny, you've yep. got a die for us this week. So yeah, so we're going to look at form. Um, I've not been feeling too great the last week and a half, so I've not spent a lot of time uh, looking at the stats. So I did this at the first half of the season, um, courtesy of Kevin Woods at Kevilfish on Twitter. I'm going to look at the last four game weeks and see see where the form is um, across each position and see if we can sort of take anything from that. So we'll start at the back. Um, it's not a position that we tend to change too much over the course of a season, but in the last four games, who do you think the, the top goalkeeper is, Peter? Go with you. Hey, Butland. Butland's coming in at number three. thought you might say that. He's at 18 points um, in the last four games. So there's two keepers that are better than Butland at the moment. Tom, do you want to have a stab? Um, clean sheets. <laughs> yeah, both had clean sheets at the weekend. Heming? Heming. Heming's the top, so he's got 21 points of, from his last four games. We've got Will Dennis at Kilmarnock. He's got 20 points. Uh, and fourth was Shamal George. Um, with 17 points. So, as I say, it's not a, not a position that we really look at. The Butland owners, we've known that for weeks now, that that has um, been a rich points return. And Hemming was, you know, he's the kind of set-and-forget keeper um, that you might punt for at the start of the season. So, no, no real new information on that one. So, we'll move into defence. Again, last four game weeks, Tom, who's been the, the best returning defender? As if I need to ask. Tavernier. Tavernier, yeah. So we'll go for we'll go for one of the others. Uh, Suter. Suter is at number three. So we've got three three others in there that you know, probably not ones that you would expect. Tom, do you want Johnson. a stab? Sorry? Johnson at Selig. It's a bit of a stretch that one. No. Because you mentioned Heming and Regal St. Man, so Tanza. Yeah, Tanzer's in there, number four, 28 points. So it was Tavernier, 43 points. Uh, George Gent at Motherwell, 29 Jeez, points. So Suter on 28 points. Tanzer, 28 points. And Mayo uh, was the other one, 23 points. So these things can skew if a defender scores. Mm-hmm. Um, it does kind of spike it a little bit. But yeah, no real surprise that Tavernier's in there. Suter, as you said, it's his position to lose at the moment. Um 
So whether it's Tav Butlin, Tav Suter, you're going to get returns there. Uh, Tanzer Mayo, they're names that we generally talk about um, over the course of the season as well. So moving into the middle, uh, now this is where I think there is a problem in the game at the moment because there's no real standouts. So midfield over the last four games, Peter, who do you think's top? I don't know who's going to be top, but just because he ticks along nicely, Armstrong. Armstrong's no, he's not in the, the top. What have I done? One, two, three, four, five, and Armstrong's not in there at all. Tom, do you have a stab? Yeah, I think Luke McCowan will be in there. McCowan's um, number two, 23 Spittle. points. Spittle's your number one, 32 points. Uh, I've uh, got three others. Diamandis, yeah, he's in there. Two others. Um, I'm not getting a guess here. Tom's taking them all. <laughs> go for it, Peter. I'll finish it, Tom. You're jump, jump back in. Go in. No, no, you're creative. You continue. Go. Um, even though he was rotated, I think um, Forest at Hearts. Yep. I doubt you'll get the clean sleep, but I'll give you a shot at. It. I think I know who this one is. Uh, is it Marcondes at Hibs? No. Peter? McGrath? No. Oh. Boyd Muntz at St Mirren? Never guessed so, that in all years. No, I exactly. So, Spittle 32 points, then McCowan on 23, Forrest, Diamonde, Boyd Muntz 21. So, that's where the, the value is at the moment. And what I really took from that is it was just a mixed bag. Um, not really any stand. I suppose Spittle and McCowan we mentioned Forrest has probably gone under the radar because you had the likes of Cantwell uh, ticking over in there quite startling that we've covered off three positions and, and Celtic are not mentioned I mean that just goes to show how bad out of form they are uh, for Rangers it's worth noting that Lundstrom, Cortez and Cantwell were just outside of these uh, point scorers so as I was saying, any midfielder uh, for Rangers is, is getting returns at the moment, um, which is quite good. So up top, we'll we get our first sniff at a Celtic player. Uh, Peter, who's the most in form? Yeah, top five. Uh, one, two, yeah, we've got top five. The last four game weeks? Yep. Right, well, Ida's one of them then. He is one. He's not, he's not the top. Uh, he's sitting second on 35 points um, from those games. So Tom, a chance to... Get the top scorer. Uh, Dessers. Dessers is at number three uh, on 34 points. Bear. Bear is at number five for 28 points. Mandron. Mandron is number four with 31 points. I still missed the top one. I know he didn't score at the weekend, but he's the top low scorer in the league. Uh, Shank. Shank Linton, 37 points. Um, so... Shankland hanging in at the top there. As I say, our first sight of a, a settled player, um, Ida, which, you know, if you are looking to move, that's, to me, where you, where you should be thinking of uh, putting your chips in there. Dessers, you know, he's had a lot of stick over the course of the season, but he is scoring, so uh, I would just mm-hmm. keep a hold of that. And Mandron and Bear, uh, in terms of your budget forwards, Bear's maybe just starting to come off form. Mandron's maybe hitting form, so if you look at the fixtures, then submitting. It might be worth a punt there. So that's all the positions covered. Rangers and St Mirren are the only teams represented in every area um, of those stats, which, okay, Rangers are top of the league, you're going to expect that. But St Mirren, as I say, we don't talk about them enough. 
Uh, and there they are. They've got a good keeper, a good defender, somebody midfield, somebody up front. So the value is there. Um, Ross County, St. Johnston, Aberdeen, Hibs. I'm sorry if you support any of those teams because they don't have anyone in any positions. So again, uh, the struggles that they have. Um, having spent time looking at it and, and getting it all written down, to me, it kind of shows that the game is still in the balance. Uh, normally at this point in the season, teams are very similar and there's very little movement, but I think there's that many differentials, you know, even in midfield, that if you've got a couple there that score or you get the right fight captaincy, I think you can get some good rank rises out of that. Um, anything out of those that made you think or might make transfers in the next couple of weeks, Peter? Just to mention St. Mirren a couple of times, how they're actually <clears> on the radar. We didn't, we didn't really cover them that much, and they are ticking along nicely. I like to use Kevil Fish as a thing, because it's good to let you know who's uh, in, it's who's in form. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just go, who's he appeared from on a team who's keeping clean sheets, for example, and maybe you see a cheap defender that nobody's jumped on, and it's like, it's good to do that, I like that. Yeah, uh, like uh, Taylor and uh, Johnson at Celtic, you think they're good players, they're playing for Celtic, they must be getting decent returns, and they're not even close over the last four game weeks because they've not kept any clean sheets. So it is good to just see what's happening. Tom, anything in there that's you've still got a wild card to, to use at some point? Is there any of yeah. those names? Um, I just just the fact that St. Mirren have been kind of flying under the radar there, I'll have to check out Boyd Munch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've uh, probably jinxed it for St Mirren who have they got up next uh, Ross County Marnick uh, um, apologies if they don't get a good result tonight but they have got some decent players so yeah Kev, uh, Kevin Wood uh, Kevin Fisher on Twitter he supplies that data I just spit it out um, so much appreciated and as I say I think at this point in the season there's still a lot to, to aim for and uh, getting your team so good luck Good, that was excellent, Barry. Right, we'll move on to questions then. So we've got six questions, I think we'll start from top to bottom. You mentioned it already, Don, you've covered it a wee bit, but I'll ask again anyway. So Michael Scott at Yala Leopard, Diamonde, Cortez or Lindstrom to replace Catwell or avoid and go elsewhere? No, I think you could you could pick any one of those um, and come up good. They're, Cortez seems like a decent player, that might contribute more than the others because they play centrally. Uh, Lundstrom will just tick over week on week. You're going to get three, four, if not more points on him every game week. Uh, Diamonde, as I say, he scored twice in two weeks. Whether that's him at his best or he's just got lucky, I'm not sure. But the Rangers midfield is is value for points. Um, and I can't see you going wrong with any of these names. Any other Tom? Uh, no, just I quite like Lundstrom. Uh, he always seems to tick along nicely and he's in with the goals. He seems to uh, do well when Cantwell's not there. Um, so I, I quite like Lundstrom out of those guys. The other guys are a little bit unproven for the time. Yeah. Uh, it depends on kind of manager you think you're. If, you're. if you like to go for the more attacking player, Cortez would be the one. If you like just to be safe for minutes and it would be Lundstrom for me. I need to see more demand. That's why I asked that question. I wanted to know how far up he was playing and if he was going to get there. So I need to keep an eye on him in the highlights of weeks because he's so cheap. I mean, you can, you can get him in without really having to worry about your budget. Yep. Next up is from FPL Liger. Hi, chaps. Loving the pods always. Thank you. I'm stuck on my race captain choice this week. I feel it's likely between Shankland and Mayorski, but can't side between the two. 
So that question first. I'll start. I think Shankland leads a goal against Tibbs. If I had option, it would be Shankland I'd go for. Agreed on it? Or- yeah, I think. I mean, I went Mayovsky uh, the weekend there and it blew up in my face. It's the plump fixture for somebody who's due a goal, but I think the, the derby, you know, penalties, last minute winners, he's, he's, you know, he's got the knack when it comes to goals against Hibs. So, um, yeah, I think we should probably go there. Yeah, can you tell Jackman over Mayovsky if that's his options? Yeah. Though if he's trying to gain ground, he could he could go with the Mayovsky and hope that Shanklin stays quiet. Yeah, you'd imagine, yeah, surely, yeah, at home at St. Johnston, given their form, you'd think Mayovsky would get a goal. Um, Aberdeen haven't been in great form for a lot of the season, and Mayovsky still kind of chips in. Is, he just, is it just him that's just having a dry spell? I don't know. Um, but yeah, Shanklin probably be the safer option of the two, I think. And his second question is, after his heroics, will Dessers be based against Kelly? Donnie, you don't know. No idea. No, no idea. There's no way to know. If you've got him, hold him. If you don't have him, then wait till the weekend because you'll get team news. But he's in form, scoring goals. To me, he starts tomorrow against Kelly. Yeah, I think this is, I guess, a game agreed, Tom. Um, There's a few things that kind of... You could argue that he plays against Kilmarnock, gets rested for Motherwell, so he's fresh for the European fixture yeah. middle of next week. However, away to Kilmarnock, they have a plastic pitch. Will he be risked? Um, given you know playing on these plastic pitches, you're slightly more prone to injury. I don't know. And then you know a nice run out at home against Motherwell's not too bad. Keep him fresh. Um, for 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 the week uh, for the European game the following week, um, I, I, I don't know. It's a t- it's a tricky one. Um, bottom line is you don't know, so just take that knowledge and do what you like with it. <laughs> so we didn't answer that. We don't don't really know that they've got options. He's coming off the bench as well. He could come off. Depends how the game goes. If Rangers are winning comfortably, he could be subbed without scoring. So it's just you don't risk mm-hmm. it. How you want to manage game. Right, next up is from FPL Bacon. I have Shanks, Bear, and Mayoski up front, but I want to make a move for Dessers. With 1.1 million in my bank, my only look is via Shanks or Mayoski. Is it time to dump Mayoski or roll the free transfer to get Dessers next week? Now, I think we're all made different answers here. Mayoski has sweet Johnson at home, but the form's poor, so you take a risk. You won't see Dessers in the team, so you take a risk there. I wouldn't get rid of Shanks. I think Shanks is a season keeper now. That's where I would look at it. So, so you want to play the game. I'm thinking Mayoski to either this week, potentially. So it's the upside for what I think. But then again, I know what's going to happen. It happens all the time. Mayoski's going to score. But it's a risky take going forward. What's your thoughts, Tom? What would you do in that situation he's got there? Um, I've got the exact same front three. So it's, a, it's something I'm considering as well. Um, I've got enough to go from Bear straight to um, Besser, so I could potentially do that. But Motherwell playing against Livingston, who are pretty crappy form, and Bear's been in decent form. Um, it's just obviously not fresh in our minds because they, they played Celtic uh, most recently. Um, if I would, if I was him, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be tempted to to roll the transfer and hoping that. Um, 
the striker that he keeps matches Dessers roughly. Um, and then you've got two free transfers the following week. You can get Dessers in, or then, or and then you can use the other one to sort of try and get prepared for the the um, the double game week with another uh, game week's worth of data. So that's a possibility as well. Um, but if if you're desperate for Dessers, then it's probably got to be you probably just got to get rid of Miowski and just hope that nothing happens against St Johnston and just hope that Aberdeen continue their form, which is poor. Would you do the situation, Donny? I would hold. Uh, just you don't have enough data to say that Dessers will start. So you will at the weekend. Um, I think the fixtures that you've got for Hearts and Aberdeen are favourable. Uh, you could, you know, move Miowski on and then Dessers doesn't start, and then you want Miowski back for the double game week. I think just leaving it is enough. And plus, it's a midweek game, so if it doesn't work out, you've only got a couple more days and you can change it again. I never feel too bad about midweek games um, when they come. But for if I was Tom, I would make the move because he's got the money to do it. But in this situation, if I didn't have the move money to move, I would wait. And I say, just cross your fingers that uh, Dessers doesn't go wild more than the other two. Right, next up is from FPL Swanson. Best hips players to target ahead of a double. Tom, you mentioned Vente on Vente and Dales, you add to that list? Vente, Marcondes, or um, Melida are probably the three standouts just now. They're not really keeping clean sheets, so I'd probably stay away from the defence. Um, I'm not as struck on Boyle as you guys <laughs> this season. <laughs> I still I still think he's dining out on previous season's successes and he's, he's not what I, I would be considering, but... Um, It'd just be those three for me. Attacking players. Don't aim to add. Interest you in a Martin Boyle? Well, I do have Boyle written down. <laughs> so I'm not going not gonna to hide that one. But no, I think Tom is right. The fact that he's not on penalties now takes away probably the only big plus he had against his name. But uh, Vente and Molida uh, is the other two names I've got written down. It's actually pretty depressing when you filter it by the Hibs team. There's nothing really jumping out at you, um, which is kind of effective on their, their league position, but the fixtures are good, but you, you would want at least one or two of those names in your squad come that two games. Yep. As I said, I think Tom's names are probably be first in if I didn't have Boyle, but I've got them, so I need to drop them. But I'm probably, if any point is one I'm interested in, we always like to go with players that are penalty takers, his own penalties, double fixtures, the good double fixtures as well, so he's the one I think I'd be bringing in for that double. Next it's going up, to be hard though because you're going to have um, like a lot of people are potentially moving for Ida, Dessers and Shanklin. So which one do you drop to get Venti in for that week as well? That's a tricky one. Yeah. I have to wait and see. So a lot of things can happen up to that point. I mean, because they could easily just take a punt on Dessers for one week and hope the rotation then come back to him after a double. It's not It's not what you can do. Play, play the fixtures, two home fixtures, penalty taker, then come back. But then you know what would happen. It's always going to happen. When you the player, you come off the player, it goes nuts. Right, next up is from Tommy at T Forest 55. We've covered this, actually. Is it time to get rid of Matt O'Reilly as he hasn't returned since game week 22, Tom? Um, I'd hold him for the Dundee game um, and see what happens there. The fixture after that, they're away at heart, so potentially tough. They've got a couple of nice fixtures after that. St. Johnston at home and Livingston away. And then it's the the game against Rangers. So 
I'd hold for one more week, and then if not, then potentially you could get rid. If he yeah, doesn't I, perform. I agree. I'm a, one more week. See how he looks. See how he's atta- How he's playing, and then I'll value after that. Donny, Matt Riley, you yeah, still hold him. Yeah, I'll just keep a hold of him. I mean, I I know I talked about the the inform midfielders there with Spittle, McCowan. That's the kind of players that you'd be looking at. I'd rather have a Celtic midfielder. Um, okay, they're not playing wellish now, but. You know, that can change at any time, so I'll just hold on to him. And to be honest, I can't see me ever selling him unless he gets injured. So yeah. that's where I am. He does he does play the tip of the midfield three, so he's more likely to be involved. But it's just you've seen these scores come out of the week to get players like spit on doing other things. So you're kind of, but as you said, I I like to have one player. And the last question is from Three Sticks: Is Ida now essential? I don't like using that word in this game, essentially. The only player I think ever been essential is probably Tav. Maybe Shanklin to an extent this season, but if he starts and he scores and he keeps scoring, then yeah, maybe, but when he's got Furuhashi there and he's got O there, I think it's hard to see he's essential with a lot of games coming up. I can see some, some still rotation depending on how they're playing. What do you think, Tom? Is Ida essential? No, you couldn't throw that term at him yet. I think this is the first game that he scored from open play. His previous two goals were penalties, so is it just a flash in the pan or is, is he going to start hitting form? We're yet to see that, so I don't think essential. I think he's, he's definitely a player that you could consider for this game week um, or worst case scenario, he's on your watch list, but um, I wouldn't say essential just now. Okay, that concludes the questions. So are we doing the fixtures, then we'll get your captain, vice-captain and transfer thoughts. So it kicks off tonight. If you're listening to this podcast on a Tuesday, you only get one te- one games team in news. So it'll be Ross County St. Martin, Tuesday, 8 o'clock. The rest of you must be guessing. So Wednesday night, we have Kilmarnock Rangers, Hearts Hibs, Celtic Dundee, Aberdeen St. Johnston, and Livingston Motherwell. So upon hearing those fixtures, Tom, what is your captain, vice captain, and any transfer plans? Vice captain, Tav. Uh, sorry, Captain Tav, Vice Captain um, Shankland. Oh, I really don't know what to do with my transfer this week. I'm slightly tempted to roll. And then I'll have two transfers, another week's worth of data to prepare for the, the double game week. Alternatively, Bear to Dessers could be a move. Okay, what's your thoughts, Tony? That's it. Uh, Captain Tab, Vice-Captain Shankland, and I'm going to roll. There's just not enough data. Um, the Ross County Submitting team news isn't going to change any of your plans. Uh, the weekend, you get everybody's team news apart from Celtic Hearts, so having two free transfers um, makes a lot more sense um, to, to roll. So I'll roll, roll. And Captain Tab, Vice-Captain Shankland. Yep, I tend to agree. I've got Tavernier, Captain, Vice Captain, Shankland. I was going to get a Mioski for Ida, but I think that fixture just knocked me right in the face. If I take him out, he's going to score. The only one concern I've got on the bench now is Brown, if he lost his place. So if he is not playing against Ross County, no, he's not playing against, sorry, St. Mern, then I need to get him out anyway. So why not do it a week earlier rather than I'll just do it next week? So it's already the same role of transfer. I've been using the exact same transfer, rather than the same guy because he's not playing. So I would need to bring an alternative at the exact same price point, 2.6. So my thoughts would either be bringing Devil and Benjamin for the double coming up or Ndaba. That's the only two players I think, apart from that. And obviously a bench against you play Rangers. 
I did think about Young Boy Divine, but I don't want a Motherwell double up the back, so it'll be team news dependent, otherwise it would be a roll. If Brown starts in, perfect, I don't need to worry about it, and I'll do it next week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right, hope that's all answered your questions. I'm going to get this podcast out as early as I can, so let's get to see you before. I'm saying this, this is all, it doesn't matter what I'm saying, because it's after the fact, people listen to it before the game week. So I'll let you get plugged in, guys. Tom, where can people find you? I'm at FFS underscore Scout on Twitter. Donny? And I'm at FFS underscore Donny. Right, I'm at Fantasy Ha. There'll be no podcast next week because I'm going to Sunny Lisbon, so we're back a week later. But what I'll do is I'll put the tweet out as pair and we'll answer the questions the best we can before the game week starts. Okay? Hey guys, thanks very much. Bye. 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 Bye.